Hey, Exchange family, this is Exchanging Stories. He knew, like, these are the questions I need to ask you. This is where my heart is now. And he needed me at that point to submit. And before, that would have been a problem for me. He was leading our family back to church. And that was huge. That was very, very, very different. Well, hey, Exchange family, welcome back to season two again of Exchanging Stories. Today, uh, we have some friends and family of Exchange, CJ and Lauren Pode. Hey, guys. Hey. So uh, if someone doesn't know you guys, uh, tell us, CJ, a little bit about who the Podes are, who goes with you, and um, you know how to pick you out of, out of the crowd on Sunday morning, even you know your, your usual spot that you sit in. Where, where's that at? <laughs> uh, so... Hey, Exchange. Um, so as Brian mentioned, my name's CJ, married to Lauren. We got married April um, 11th, 2015. And um, we had our first child, Trey, December 17th of 2019. Um, and so he's three years old. And then we have a, another one who's three months, Tate. He was born just this past December 20th. Um, and so you'll see us driving in the the white forerunner and uh probably sitting towards the back but we're gonna start moving forward <laughs> yes i like it i like it um but uh you'll see us uh probably one of the shortest couples at exchange so <laughs> <laughs> um but that's how you can you can pick us out so good and so uh you guys serve at exchange too where do you typically serve what do you guys do um so we are primarily in the children's ministry so we you know serve the littles uh, Sunday mornings a lot, and then I'll do the the, the setup and breakdown sometimes. Okay. So which out. class are you guys in on the littles? Um, we're in elementary two. Okay, good. So if you guys have uh, little ones, uh, every now and again you'll see CJ and Lauren uh, keeping those, and um, you know we say thank you uh, to those of you who serve exchange in that way. We've got a ton of kids, and. Um, we don't view it as childcare. We view it as ministry, and so grateful that you guys did that. Uh, coming coming into this story, there's different aspects as we've talked about uh, that I want to cover today. One of them is even your journey into exchange. So I don't know who wants to tackle this uh, and share a little bit about where you guys were before you came to exchange and kind of what your mentality of church was. Uh, so maybe you can tag team on this, Lauren, grab the mic and, and share where you were at too. But, um, what was that like coming into exchange? Where were you guys at in marriage and life? What did you think about church? All of the things. So, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll start off. Um, so I'm from Clinton, Maryland, little town outside of DC. Um, and you know, I, (laughs) church for me growing up was something that we kind of didn't, we went to like a private school, uh, but we we weren't churchgoers on Sunday. And so, you know, when I met Lauren, that was a big part of her life. And, um, and so I just kind of tagged along, did stuff like that. Um, when we got married and moved down here, we, you know, we knew that we wanted to join a church and do something in church. But, you know, for me, I really didn't know. I, I couldn't clearly define what that meant for me. Um, yeah. And so we went to a bigger church, and um, you kind of, we were kind of just going through the motions, kind of felt like a number, didn't really, 
I don't know. It was kind of just the same things that I heard growing up that my parents would say about church. And um, I really wasn't into it. You know, there was, if I didn't show up, it was like, okay, nobody really knows me, whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, we kind of bounced around churches and uh, we landed at this smaller church that met at an elementary school in Rollsville. And I was like, <laughs> man, that's weird. Like, okay. Um, but it's actually been one of the, the best thing that's ever happened to our marriage and my life. Um, and there's, there's many reasons for that. I think the biggest reason though, is the community aspect that I didn't really know. I didn't realize that was what I needed. Um, and so, you know, I said, you know, back when I was growing up, it was like church, you know, okay, it's a place where you go learn about God and, you know, hear stuff like that. But I didn't realize like it was the community part that, I really needed and yeah. something that exchange really brought that I've really cherished. So. Well, you guys came in, Lauren, take this for a second. You guys came in um, at, at a time where you were kind of, you came with a friend who was walking through some heavy things and we're watching, walking with that friend and we're watching how the church handled those things. And it was kind of a different experience than what you guys had expected. Is that right? Yeah, so like CJ said, he didn't grow up in church, but I did. And it was very, very important to me that we did go to church. Um, but it felt when we were at the bigger church and when we were church hunting, it felt like I was kind of dragging him along. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I knew if he could see the church that, the way I saw it and the way I knew it growing up, that it would it would be incredible for him. And so, it, but we weren't getting that at the large church. And so when... Um, our friend told us about exchange the first Sunday we walked in, um, someone said, Hey, do you guys have lunch plans? I'd love to get lunch right after church. Like not, uh, an arbitrary, like, Oh yeah, we should throw a date on the calendar for lunch. And then you never actually do. It was like yeah. today yeah. in an hour, do you want to go to lunch with us? And I was like, okay, this is different. This is good. Um, but then walking with that friend through, um, some really, really tough stuff, we decided, okay, we're going to stay at exchange for right now and just kind of see where things are more so because, um, that was where she was and we just wanted to support her. And we felt like this is this, there's not, we don't have a church home, so why not? Um, but then the way that we watched the church partner with her and her small group and just walk through, um, truly do life with her, I think was transformative for both of us. Um, because it wasn't any longer me being like, Hey, CJ, you think we'll go to church today? It was more like a given, like we're going to go to church today. And a lot of times it was CJ even reminding me, okay, we have church tomorrow. Don't forget. And so it was really cool to watch the way that, that, that the Lord used a really hard situation to really show, um, CJ and me the importance of community and church and just provide that church home for us. And we were able to kind of plug in and make it our own after months of just going really to support her. Yeah. I I mean, I remember seeing it like I could, I could literally see the community that you guys were starting to weave your lives into. Um, because I was kind of involved with the same person in, in that same story that you guys were, were walking with. And so I kind of watched, I don't know, this journey of mentality of church change with you guys and, and just that um, surprised by community often. Yeah, CJ uh, even said one time, he said, I had no idea that this 
was what church could be like. And after seeing the way that they have loved her, it makes me want to be a part of that community so that so that we have that and can be that forever. Like that that's this is exactly where we need to be. Goodness. I mean, I mean, and and I think there's a lot of people that that don't realize that church is more than singing songs and listening to a sermon. You know, the church happens. The church is the church every minute of the day. You know, and that gathering time is important, but that's not that's not the thing, right? right. Um, but part of your story is that there there came a time where like that was threatened a little bit. Right. And so uh, without going into all the details, uh, you know, the last couple of years were really difficult for everyone, uh, specifically, you know, navigating COVID and all the things. And, you know, churches navigated it differently. Uh, we've said as a group of elders, you know, there was multiple ways that we could could have done things better, communicated more clear, um, you know, all of the things and we're all navigating a season in which nobody really knows anything. Everybody thinks they have an opinion, <laughs> the right opinion, of course. And so there was a moment, and you know, I don't want to say this, uh, you know, too affirmatively, but there was a moment where you guys were like, "I don't know if this is still the church for us," and also like, "I don't know if we can attend there, given the decisions that." that the pastors and elders have made about how we gather and all that things. Mm-hmm. So let's walk a little bit through that story, because I think it, it wasn't just a monumental moment in in your connection with the church, but it began a, a, a road towards marital health as well, right? So CJ, you, from your point of view, you guys are, you guys are staying at home. You're kind of figuring out if, if exchange is going to be your home still, mm-hmm. you're at home watching online and you're, you're getting ready to send me an email. Is that right? That's correct. So, um, yeah, so, you know, COVID was 2020, um, Trey was born December of 2019. Um, we're new parents. Um, <laughs> and you know, I'm, I'm trying to run a business and, and all the things. Right. And, um, like Brian said, we all had our opinions and, you know, and it's, it's easy to let your emotions get the best of you, especially in times of, um, stress or, and the enemy loves to attack during those times. And, um, there came a point where it was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to email Brian cause I want to have a conversation. And, you know, and so I, I sent the email and me and Lauren had talked, we were ready to, to talk to Brian, you know, <laughs> And, um, you know, as that day approached, we, I, I just... You weren't really specific in what you were, what you were going to say, no, just that we needed to talk. Yeah, we needed yeah. to talk. Um, but I had something, like, you know, I, I, I knew in my head kind of what I wanted to talk about. I didn't know how it was going to come out. Um, but then as that day approached, I just felt very uneasy about the whole conversation. And so I knew that, I'd lay in bed at night and I would be like, man, like I have two, two choices here. I can just email Brian and say, Hey, never mind. Like, yeah, <laughs> we don't need to meet. Um, or I can, you know, kind of face this head on and have a, a conversation about it and, uh, we can talk through it. But I also knew that I needed to, um, talk with my wife first to discuss what had been going on 
with me and kind of my thought process and how that's changed over the many conversations that we've had about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, actually at PDQ right in Wake Forest, uh, you know, I asked her a couple, three, three questions. Well, wait, to be fair, to be fair. So you guys have a conversation on like a one day mm-hmm. and then, then you're watching online yep. and you the way that you explained it to me at that point was like, I had this feeling in my gut. Yep. And we then clarified that as we call that the Holy Spirit. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Um, right. And so there's this moment where you shifted your perspective and and know now that your perspective is different from the perspective that you communicated to Lauren just yesterday. Correct. That's yes. right. Okay. Right. So yeah, like literally just yesterday we had talked and then that night I was like something was working you know, the Holy Spirit was working in me and didn't sleep great that night I wrestled and turned and and so I was like man I've got to tell Lauren this I don't know how this is going to go but I'm going to I'm going to tell her and so <laughs> uh, at PDQ I asked her a, f- a few questions and you know we had actually a great conversation about it and we completely changed our tone um, what were those questions <laughs> So I asked her three questions, and the first one was, do you believe exchange is the place God wants us to be at this time? And she answered, yes, just like I did. Um, The second question was, what do we value most about exchange? And so that goes back to what we previously talked about in community, and that was so huge for us and something that exchange did so well in in the community that exchange had that, you know, we had been many other places, and we just could not find a better community than where we were at. And then the third question was, do you trust the leadership as seeking the Lord in their decision-making? And again, we both answered yes to that. And so I looked at her and I was like, so what are we doing? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it was like we had this aha moment. Yeah. And um, that, I think, it kind of transformed a lot for us. And like you said, it kind of started paving the way for for some, you know, marriage things for us that we were working through that has actually helped us out yeah, down the road. So Well, so as you pass the mic to Lauren, I, I think I, I, we still had that conversation the next day, and it obviously was very different. You guys shared with me where you were, um, how you were still wrestling through, still feeling the way that you felt, but also submitting to the Lord really in, in his leading for you and saying, we believe that like the, the leadership is, is praying about this, right? Lauren, tell me, I remember that conversation the next day. It was like watching a ping pong match with your own <laughs> thoughts. Um, because, you know, like the whole time, like everybody, n- nobody gives up our opinion on these things, right? And so tell me like what that was like watching CJ step up or step forward in your marriage to say like, this is how I feel like we need to, to live our life. And this is how I feel like I need to lead. What was that like? Yeah. So I would say just in general in our marriage before that, and even now, like our human nature is that I am more talkative and I I like to, I just, I naturally make the decisions. So if we're going to go to dinner, I'll just figure out where I make a reservation. If we need childcare, I'll coordinate that. So like, that's just my natural lean. And so, um, you know, we weren't newlyweds, but we definitely didn't have a lot of experience. And this was one of the first things that our family, like me and him were on the same team and we needed to make a decision about. And so when he came to me and said, 
you know, asked me those three questions. As soon as he asked me those questions, I knew where it was going. <laughs> um, and, and funny enough, like you said, my personal opinions on the whole situation didn't change. I still, I still feel the same way. Sure. Um, but it was very easy. Obviously, the Holy Spirit was working in me too, even though I didn't realize it at the time. But it was very easy for me to 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 submit to CJ leading our family back to church, and for me to say like, yeah, I do. Um, I do want to be at exchange and I will submit to, to not only my husband, but also the leadership at exchange and ultimately the Lord in this situation. But talking to you about it the next day, um, it was, I mean, this was less than 24 hours after CJ and I had even made the decision. And so my brain was all over the place. And, um, I think that's what was so cool about it was that it wasn't like all of a sudden I was like, okay, I'm going to completely change my mind about this. And so it's easy to do this. It was like, no, I still have these same, like I still with everything in me feel this way, but I'm also willing and not resentfully, just like willingly, lovingly making this decision to submit and to go. And, and it was easy. Yeah. So really in submission to CJ's leadership first, which we've talked about was just something that, that wasn't there or whether it's submission to or CJ stepping out and forward and saying like, I really feel like Mm -hmm. regardless of these things, right? Right. Like this is where we need to go. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, that road forward then, you know, that started, that was kind of like a tipping point in your relationship where it was like, Oh, this is something that's actually for my good. Right. Yeah. But it wasn't the end of the journey, of course. Sure. Yeah, I think it was cool because there aren't many things in our marriage that, I mean, there were a few like big things that we we argued about a lot or that we did we disagreed on, and so we kind of left those topics alone unless they came up and we had to discuss it. Um, but it was really cool for me because it felt like when CJ came to me and asked those questions, it was. Like I mean, we had a, a almost a one year old, yeah, a little over a one year old at that time, and it was one of the first times that I felt like CJ was coming to me in an attempt to lead our family, and he he didn't necessarily care what, like it, it w- nothing I could say was going to change his mind. He he knew like these are the questions I need to ask you. This is where my heart is now, and he needed me at that point to submit. It was, it was one of those things where I didn't feel like I could really challenge him on that. Mm. And before that would have been a problem for me. Like I needed to, to have, I needed to insert my opinion or in some way control the situation. And that was one of those things where I could tell the way he approached me, there was no room for that. And it was like, he was leading our family back to church. And that was huge. That was very, very, very different yeah. in in the way I responded, but also in the way he came to me like that. That yeah. hadn't really normally happened before. Right. Um, and so him doing that and me submitting like willingly, not resentfully, there wasn't an argument. It, it was just like, yeah, this I agree. This is what we need to do, even though my opinion was was still the same. It was it was a true heart change, I think for him and for me in that moment. And then that whole year, there were several things that happened and several conversations that happened 
and CJ, it I think me not challenging and not fighting back and just trusting him to lead our family, I think that's what, well, I know that's how it should have been the whole time. And I think that once he was able to lead our family, it was like it gave him what he needed to to then continue to lead our family. And mm-hmm. so there were several conversations that year and there was there was definitely resistance from me um, because I didn't necessarily see it the way he did or or have the it wasn't my intention to do some of the things that I was doing but over the course of the year the Holy Spirit worked in my heart and I was able to see some of the things I was doing that were hindering him from leading our family and then by that December there was another huge um, situation in which I needed to submit and uh, when I finally did, um, it, our marriage has been completely different ever since. So it's been like a year and a half at this point. And I think that the situation with COVID and those questions that he asked me were kind of the beginning of him stepping up and leading our family and, and me submitting to him and allowing him to do that well. I mean, you know, what's funny is that I think in that circumstance, what would have been easy, the easiest thing would have been to change your mind or your position on the pandemic or whatever. Right. Right. What was more difficult was for for your heart to be changed even in y'all's relationship and how you interacted. Like being willing, CJ, to step up and out and say, man, I don't know how this conversation is going to go. Like this is not what my typical mindset not to just like to go against your opinion too right to go against your thoughts and and to say like we were agreed on this just yesterday and yeah I feel like the Holy Spirit's pushing me in a different spot what was that like watching Lauren go through that through through that year obviously it's through conversation and through you know some arguments and waiting and you know I, I think sometimes uh, as Lauren said, Sometimes it, we're reluctant as husbands to lead because of, of what we know it might do, the can of worms it might open, the conversation that might go. You know, did that give you confidence in leading your family that moment and helped as that year progressed? Tell us a little bit about that. So it definitely did. I think that, you know, like you said, sometimes you, the saying, you pick your battles. Yeah. <laughs> um. And I knew there was something in me that was like, you know, I, this is a battle that I need I need to fight. And um, I was prepared to, like, <laughs> have full-on war, you know. Uh, but it didn't go that way. And yeah. it was like, it was just kind of like this, like, aha moment. You know, it was just like, wow, this is, this is different. And then it kind of gave, opened up, you know, the can to more conversations and I was able to, you know, to ask better questions um, instead of just shutting down or not saying anything at all. And then, you know, we went on a couple marriage retreats and I think the first one, um, you know, we, I would lead with like, you know, Hey, this, this might not set well with you, but, um, I'm going to say it, you know, yeah. and so it was just kind of like how I brought it up. And then now we're to the point where it was like, you know, right now we don't let things fester up. You know, we will address things right when they happen. I will say, hey, listen, 
maybe we should have done this differently and vice yeah. versa. You know, there's that two way right. communication yeah, of and communication is so key. Um, and so now that we're able to, you know, not let things build up into this big, huge thing, we can kind of sm- conquer these smaller battles way easier now because simply we're just communicating. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I mean, I think in, in the Lord's providence and protection, right? Like he's, He's using this thing, as, as Romans 8 talks about, he works all things together for the good. It doesn't mean that all things are good. It doesn't mean they end good. It doesn't mean, like, all the, you know, everything's happy. It just means that he's working in your life mm-hmm. through difficult seasons to make you more like him, right? And I think he certainly protected your marriage in this moment, but also through your leadership, he protected, you know, your your... Um, connection to the local body, mm-hmm. which fast forwarding to even just a few months ago mm-hmm. was a massive thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, some some might know um, part of this story, but really, really quickly, tell us. You know, three months ago, um, Tate's born, everything's looking good, and then it's not. Yep. So, uh, as Brian said, you know. Three months ago, uh, we were on our way to UNC Chapel Hill, and um, Tate was born about an hour and a half after we got there, and everything was going good. You know, I was texting the family, don't worry about coming tonight, we just wait till the morning. Um, And then suddenly, you know, closer to midnight that night, things took a turn for the worse, and I saw, um, you know, there, there was there was a question of whether or not Lauren was even going to make it. And it put life into perspective really, really quickly. And it was, uh, it was tough to watch. Um, but I think, you know, going back to the community aspect of exchange, I mean, while I'm going through that, I'm texting, you know, small group, I'm texting Brian and Ed and, you know, to know that I have people praying for me, um, and praying for the situation is, it's just something that gives you a, a piece that just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it was just so cool to have that. And then, you know, through, through the prayers and, and the, the text and the, the encouragement, I mean, here we are today and, you know, for, you know, through God's grace, here we are today, and, mm-hmm. you know, we're still dealing with some things, but she's here, so yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I mean, and Lauren, you said in that moment you had written down some passages of Scripture beforehand, um, and you're laying there getting ready to go through emergency surgery, and you're just asking someone to read those over you, is that right? Yeah, so when I realized that things were not great, I don't think I ever fully knew how bad it was, but there was a moment where I asked um, someone in the room to read the scripture over me, um, just because in that moment, what else do you have, you know, when there wasn't anything else to cling to other than the truth that I knew, Um, and so I'm asking her to read scripture, I'm reciting scripture as she's reading it, you know, whenever I I can, and um, Meanwhile, you know, CJ's texting people from our community and telling mm-hmm. them everything that's going on. And when they took me to surgery, you know, when we got 
back and we got out of surgery and I was a lot more with it because I had a lot more blood at that point. Yeah. Um, I was, you know, for those who don't know, we haven't said it like you were hemorrhaging and, and, and almost like lost. Yeah. Too much blood to survive. Way too much blood. Yeah. And had to have surgery because they couldn't stop the bleeding. And in the operating room, they had to give me blood transfusions. And, um, yeah. So when we got back to my room, just to hear all the people that were praying and the stories that were happening in the middle of the night, this is between the hours of like midnight and 5 a.m. was mm-hmm. when all this happened. Um, and at that morning it was like, you know, this person is going to come to the hospital and bring milk if you need it, or this person offered to do this. And it was just incredible to be, you know, I was in the operating room. You feel so lonely and just so, you know, yeah, you have Jesus and I had my husband, but to know that there's this whole community behind you that's praying and that's already planning for what might you need in the coming weeks and months. And there was a meal train set up and there was flowers that were delivered to my door a week later and, or maybe not even a whole week. And there was a sign up to come help do house chores for when we got home because I was on bed rest forever. (laughs) Like there was so much happening in those three hours that our community just was like, okay, they need us and we're going to step in and we're going to do it and we're going to make it happen. And some family that were kind of like skeptical of community or skeptical of the church were there watching this happen, right? Yeah, it was, that was what was even cooler is, you know, like CJ and I don't live where we grew up, neither of us. And so our families know where we live and they know we have friends, but I think for them to be able to witness what community we we have and, and the community we have through our church, I mean, 90% of our friends are, are from church at this point. And just to see how the how our community supported us. You know, my mom even said one time, she was like, "It, it's easier to leave you knowing that you have all these people here that love you when I can't be here. Oh, wow. and, and just for them to see yeah. how our community loved us is, is such a testimony to what the church really is. And it's so much more than just going to church on Sunday morning. Yeah. I feel like um, maybe we'll entitle this like the three questions that changed everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I feel like going back to that moment at PDQ, right? Like I'm not really sure exactly, you know, how you came up with those questions, CJ. Maybe there was laying in bed at 2 a.m. the night before. Maybe the questions that the Spirit like asked you before you could ask Lauren. But I feel like um, you taking the step to say like, I want to obey like I want to submit to the Spirit and I want to lead my family, offered so much hope and protection for your marriage, for community, for friends. And like the Lord knew that you guys were going to like go up against this three months ago. You know, and I just like I can't stand the thought of going up against something like that. I know there's people that do, and I can't imagine it, that do that without community. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe you would have found a, even a better community. I don't know. Um, no way. I, I like to think not, but um, <laughs> I'm grateful, really grateful, CJ and Lauren, that you guys uh, decided to, to submit to the Spirit, to trust us for a little bit longer and to stick around. I feel like exchange is better because of you guys. I love stories like this where God uses like difficult moments to shape our lives, you know, our, our, our lives. And I think um, Trey and Tate will have different parents because of that. You know, I think those two boys will have different parents because of those three questions 
that were asked in a PDQ uh, over lunch. Absolutely. You know? And so, uh, Exchange, um, I hope that you've been tracking with the story. Uh, there's a lot more to it. And so I would encourage you to find uh, CJ and Lauren on a Sunday and uh, maybe you can ask them again. Hey, you want to go to lunch after church? Uh, you'll have to fight through uh, Trey and Tate at this point, uh, but they like a, a good um, chicken nugget, I think. So um, I would encourage you to find these guys, hear more of their story, share yours, and um, just be grateful to the Lord about what he's doing in our community. We love you. We'll see you next time on Exchanging Stories.